I am outside today where the raindrops are falling from the heavens just a little bit, and that's actually really appropriate because I want to talk to you today about the atmospheric river. I actually want to talk to them, talk to you about two of them, and they're both real. And one of them involves God being present with and speaking to, wanting to guide you. Let's start with a physical one. California, as you may know, where I live, has been in a drought for a long time, but not today. It is carpeted with a kind of green that is so lush and beautiful. It is as though the best of Rockford, Illinois and California have been gathered together in a single season. And it's because of this quite remarkable phenomenon that begins way out in the Pacific Ocean. And water is gathered together and then it becomes vapor. So we can't see it, but it's very real and it travels. The atmospheric river, I am told, can be up to 375 miles wide and up to 1,000 miles long. And it can contain 20 times the amount of water as the Mississippi River. And we are currently experiencing now our 12th atmospheric river of this season. So soil that was dry and barren and dusty and empty and parched has come to life when, when, a, when a cornstalk comes into contact with water after being parched. It is transformed on the inside. With the vine, the sap starts to run, and then it extends on the outside, and it grows, and it bears fruit. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. God wants this for you. Uh, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Jesus is the one that comes to him. From their belly will flow rivers of living water. By this he meant the Spirit. And the Spirit is real. Dallas Willard writes, in one of his books, that the primary distinction in our day between cultures and between individuals is between people who believe that the visible world is all there is, just stuff, just matter, versus people who believe there is an unseen world, an invisible world, a heavenly world, a spiritual reality to which I must align my life. And God said this is so. God says this is so. And here, in the fellowship of the withered hand where I can't, I can't make the rain fall, but God can. And so I ask him to send that nurture, that guidance, that rain, that life into me. And the Bible gives this picture many, many places. One of them is in Isaiah chapter 55, where God says, just as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and they do not return to it without watering the earth, causing it to bud and flourish, giving seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So it is with the word that goes forth from my mouth. Now we think of the Bible as the word of God, and it is, but of course a word, your word are your thoughts, the expressions of your mind. And God is thinking, God has thoughts and intentions all of the time. And he has many for you and he wants to send them to you. He wants to guide you. He wants you to know that you are loved by him. And God says, His word doesn't go forth without accomplishing his desire and achieving his purpose. And the result of that, if you're wondering, he goes on to say is, and you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. How did you leave your apartment or your room, your dorm, your house today? God's intent is his word comes to you is you go out rejoicing like a strong man that's going to run the race. And then that you be led forth through the day 
in peace. Now, that does not mean that if you're in an interactive relationship with God, your circumstances will be peaceful. And this is a very important aspect of a relationship with God to understand that is uh, very often misunderstood in our day. Dallas writes about this in his book, Hearing God. Any voice that promises total exemption from suffering and failure is most certainly not God's voice. In recent years, innumerable spokespeople for God have offered ways we can use God and his Bible as guarantees of health, success, and wealth. The Bible is treated as a how-to book, a manual for successful life in the way of the Western world, which, if followed, will ensure that you will prosper financially, that you will not get cancer or even a cold, your church will never split or lack a successful minister and program. To the question from the old hymn, Shall I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease, while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas? These voices answer, Yes, most certainly. But of course, that is not the correct answer. The correct answer is that rivers of living water come to me precisely in a world where things are quite difficult and things are quite painful, and I have to experience uh, uh, enormous amounts of obstacles and setbacks and challenges. What does come from that atmospheric river from the heavens are two great gifts. One of them is an adequate foundation for my life. Sufficient nurture to allow me to be rooted and grounded in a way that my circumstances are not allowed to disrupt. And then uh, I can look at my own life and see, is that the case? So God will tell me through his spirit, as God did to Jesus from that very beginning, God, God's word to Jesus at the baptism is, you are, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. God sends the gift of his son. And now if I'm actually living with that voice in my ear, it will change the way that I respond to other voices that may have other messages for me. Somebody described it this way. Uh, imagine someone has criticized you. I, it may be difficult for you to imagine. It's not for me. Imagine somebody has done that. How do you respond? And it's kind of like, imagine somebody stole $100 from you. They picked your pocket. Now, if you have a billion dollars in the bank, that will be a paper cut. If $100 is all you have in the world, that will be a fatal wound. If I'm living, being nourished by rivers of living, by the atmospheric river where the Spirit is speaking to me, and I'm aware of the fact that somehow, somehow, through Jesus, I am loved by God, and He is watching over me, and He will be with me, then when I'm criticized by somebody else, it's a paper cut. And it will be a very good thing for me to take a look at it when I do get criticized and to see how do I respond. And to the extent that I find myself getting anxious, defensive, stubborn, melting down, angry, desire, revenge, then I just say, okay, God, send me that atmospheric river one more time. Would you speak to me again words that tell me that I am your child and I'm loved by you and I can leave my reputation in your hand? And there's so much, there's life in that. And when I don't have that, when I think I've got to 
control what other people say and think about me. It withers and dries my soul, my spirit. So that spiritual reality today uh, can give you an adequate foundation in which to live. Watch what happens when you face opposition or criticism. And then secondly, the second way in which uh, uh, I am guided by that spirit is I actually do the things that God tells me to do. I was reading about this a while ago. A guy was talking to his friend. They were driving together. And he was saying, you know, you got to buckle up your seatbelt. And his friend said, no, I never do that. Well, don't you know the statistics? Don't you know what can happen? Yeah, I'm fine. But then the next time they got together, his friend did buckle up his seatbelt. And when the driver asked him why, he said, well, I went to visit a friend of mine in a hospital who was in an accident and uh, wasn't wearing a seatbelt and went through the windshield and got 112 stitches on his face. And his comment on it was so interesting. He said, before, I believed, but I didn't believe. I knew it at a certain level, but it did not actually impact the way in which I lived. So, the invitation today is to listen to God from one moment to the next. And in some moments, the word that might come is a word of reassurance and of love. In some moments, what may come is an inspiration or an intuition. Take this step, call this person, uh, finish this task, take action in some area of your life, rest. Today, listen and assume that God is able to communicate with you and inspire you. Um, You don't have to be spiritually mature to do this. He could do it with Balaam's donkey. He can do it with anybody. But I want to take a moment of silence right now for you to invite the Spirit of God to speak to you and then just see what comes to your mind. So let's be still for about 30 seconds and I will invite you to listen for God. Don't force anything, just listen. God, would you speak to us right now? And if there is the thought of reassurance or love, thank God. If there is a thought of something to do, uh, those old words that Eli gave to the young boy Samuel are still the best. Speak, Lord, your servant listens. Second thoughts about atmospheric rivers. Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us here at Become New. 
We hope that these videos help you to grow spiritually one day at a time. If you'd like to find more resources, you can go to our website, becomenew.com. There you can sign up for the daily emails that go along with each video. You can access our full library of videos there. And you can let us know if you're interested in some of the upcoming leadership resources that we're working on right now. If you've got a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. You can text us that request at 855-888-0444. Our team meets daily Monday through Friday to pray for those requests. And so thanks for letting us come alongside you in your spiritual growth journey. We'll see you next time.